0: Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the Vikings postgame report. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Ben Lieber and Pete Bursich. And the Vikings victorious today in a 34-28 to 28 thriller over the Carolina Panthers today. It was a game that was, in real time, three hours and 47 minutes long. Um, we're sitting amazing. in the tunnel right now recording this podcast at Bank of America Stadium. And initial thoughts for me. Is that I can finally breathe person. Versus-
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean it's kind of the way the NFL now. I think every every week has produced an overtime game somewhere in the NFL. And I mean, should this one have come down to that? No. I mean, but is as, as much as you get discouraged from the myriad of things that are killing drives and keeping us from scoring and doing those things, these guys hung in there two weeks in a row and managed to well, let me put this one away with a touchdown, but kick a field goal last week. I mean, if they have the will and all that to keep that going or to get that and, 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 and score at the end of these games, then I think they have the will to fix what's kind of ailing them. And that needs to get, because against a really good team, you know, you're not going to have those opportunities. Uh, first play of the game
0: today, interception for Brashad Breland. Pretty much the story of the game. Defense stepped up in big-time moments, uh, giving up 306 total yards, 108 in the first half, 102 in the second half. And then outside of that 96-yard drive that the Carolina Panthers had in the last drive of the game in the fourth quarter, they played really stout defense. Who were who some guys that stood out to you, Ben?
2: Man, well, Breland obviously stands out on the first play. I thought uh, I thought Anthony Barr had a strong game. Uh, I thought Everson harassed the quarterback really well. I thought Dalvin Tomlinson and Armon Watts played outstanding up front. Um, I thought there was a lot of good play by our front seven, and we needed to see that. You know, we needed to see this run defense step up a little bit. Did they get challenged with some perimeter run game and some quick hitting perimeter stuff? Yes. Is it exactly where I think Pete and I would want the run defense? Probably not, but it's getting better, right. and they're improving. Yeah, and I think one of the things
1: I saw is our linebackers getting downhill. Right, and, and with some of the bare things, bare fronts and five-man fronts we've been experimenting with, it's a different style. It's a different style of game. It's a different style of run defense. Sometimes you play the cutback. Sometimes you take the front side. Today they kind of settled down, especially in the second half where those guys were hitting downhill. You had all those bodies along the line of scrimmage. You're pulling the double teams off the linemen, and I think it, 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 it went a lot better defending the run. So hopefully... We're getting that a little bit figured out and guys are getting a little more comfortable and we can continue where we, you know, pick up where we left off in the run defense.
0: And I think with that run defense, our run defense being so stout today, it, it helped us disguise some of our coverage in, in the back. Like Harrison Smith, Xavier Woods, those guys played a hell of a game. Um, that rough in the pass or unnecessary roughness on Xavier Woods, um, I get why they called it, but right. I know you were upset about that, Pete. Well, it was,
1: it, well, what was upsetting is it was such a waste Yeah, because... Disguising is an art form, and we, we sit there, and you look, and you're like, oh, God, we have Xavier Woods and Harrison Smith, two veterans back there, and they made Darnold think he was getting middle open when he wasn't, right? And he threw that, you know, it was an RPO. Instead of handing the ball off, he threw it, and he threw it right where you wanted him to throw it. They knew it was coming. and Xavier Woods was right there, you know, and then you get that hit, and it's just – it's disappointing that way because it was a brilliantly executed piece of disguise by the two safeties.
2: Yeah, because there's so much that goes into that pre-snap and with practice and and timing and all of that. You, It, it was a beautifully set up play. And I guess, you know, I do understand why they called the play. Uh, it's unfortunate because Woods did everything right from a body position standpoint. He got his head and he got his... his um, you know, his head and face mask out of the way. He turned his body, but he just hit the receiver right in the head and neck area, and that's what they're going to call. I mean, so if he would have lowered his target, hit him in the chest, it would have been the perfect play maybe all day long.
0: Um, the Carolina Panthers only had one drive today. So, this course, they scored 28 points, but they only had one drive today that went longer than 32 yards. Well, 55 yards. They had the 55-yard fourth-quarter drive to start the fourth quarter, and then – they had the last ninety-six yard, uh, ninety-six yard drive. That you know they've scored it in, went for two, got yeah. the two-point conversion. And that but, drive was
1: extended on some fourth downs, by yeah, the way. Exactly. And, and you know, and a ball that, and the ball that, let's face it, Darnold only threw because he didn't care if he threw an interception. Exactly. Right. I mean, then that's the part with Darnold that's so it's so maddening, and I can understand Carolina fans because the guy can do those things. Right. But then again, you look at him earlier, on, early on in the game, and it's. It, it was just, it's like who is he? Which right. guy is he? And well, he needs
2: to play with that fearlessness in that in that kind of like I don't care mentality, yeah. you know, all game long. But as you pointed out during the game, I mean, his receivers did not do him any favors. At I all. mean, no. how many drops, especially in I think critical six, situations? Six drops there. Um, where they where they needed to have a ball, especially on third down, and and they would drop it. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, he didn't play great today, you know, until, the, until that last drive, but his receivers had a horrible day. But to go back to that, what, 97 yards we gave up on mm-hmm. that final drive in regulation, 66 of those yards came on fourth down. Mm. I mean, that just makes you want yeah. to dry heave. Yep.
0: Even, I mean, speaking of dry heave, uh, there was a few drives where we had defensive holdings on third down or there was like a, a bogus penalty like on three third. Like three in a row. Yeah, on third down. And it's like yeah. – that that that's what makes you dry heave. But I want to run through uh, the drive summary today. The Minnesota Vikings scored first with a twenty-five-yard field goal. Then the Carolina Panthers returned with a two-yard run for from Chubbard Hubbard. JJ fumble on the drive before that led to that four two-yard Hubbard run. Vikings score again with the field goal. They score 10 straight points. Then the Carolina Panthers score 17 straight points. The Vikings then again score 16 straight points before the Carolina Panthers end the fourth quarter with 11 straight points. Of course, that last drive of the game in overtime, it is sealed off by 27-yard KJ Osborne touchdown.
1: You know what? I, what I like though is that we stayed aggressive all day. We had some third and shorts. One of them was a 50-50 ball that Justin Jefferson came up with. We had another one a little bit later that was incomplete and then even at the end when you said well we could just run the ball here and try to kick the kick the field goal we take a shot and you know hit KJ Osborne how about him normally he's a fourth quarter guy now he's an overtime guy but i like that they stayed with you know you got to stay aggressive man you got to stay aggressive and they did and come away with with the victory. K.J. Osborne, six receptions, 78 yards,
0: 56 of those passing receiving yards were in the last drive of the game in the fourth quarter and then in overtime. Offensive line, though, no Lieber, zero sacks allowed today.
2: Yeah, zero sacks. They played outstanding. They, they gave up a couple pressures here and there, but that's going to happen when you play a, a long game and, you know, four-plus quarters. Um, Kirk did outstanding, eluding some of those, especially against Brian Burns. Um, I, I think the offensive line – they stepped it up today. Yeah. Christian Derisaw, he stepped it up. You know, I think it's a little unconventional with the way he pass pros with some of his hand technique, but the guy is super strong. He anchors down, and then when he latches on to you, they don't, they don't have an ability to make any counter moves. So he, in just his, his first start, you know, second game action, I thought he played great. For sure. Um, we'll get out of
0: here with this. The Vikings need this bye week, especially Patrick Peterson. He got injured late in the fourth quarter, uh, didn't return to the game. It's coming at the perfect time. But moving forward, there's a lot that we can build on from this as far as positives. So, Bursage, some positives for you going forward well, for this Vikings team.
1: I mean, the positive is uh, is that, like I said, that they are going to stick through adversity and still win this game. And if they, if they have the ability to stick through that, then they're, I think they also – have the ability and the wantonness to to fix what's been plaguing them, and that's just a play here, a play there, a hold here, you know, a, it's just these little things that we have to block punts. We got to knock all that off and quit getting in our own way. And if we play a clean game, I think we can give any team in this league a run for their money. I I, I agree with
0: you right there. We just got to get going and start early and finish strong. Lieber, your your thoughts from yeah, going just kind of
2: echo that. We defensively, we gave them four first downs because of penalty. Uh, we had to block the block punt for touchdown and uh, and we had too many offensive penalties ourselves but the thing that I liked Clint Kubiak yeah he was challenged all week by Mike Zimmer he comes out and he stayed aggressive like Pete's saying I I I think every situation in which you could have gone conservative or play aggressive he played aggressive yep and you go against a Carolina defense everybody was talking about how good they were and I get I get that Shaq Thompson didn't play but 571 Mm -hmm. yards you kidding me? He it's answered crazy. the bell, and so does his offensive players. So he's starting to get into a groove. I think this is a huge confidence game for him.
0: Yeah, huge confidence game for sure. Yep, as Ben said, 571 yards for the Minnesota Vikings today. That is third most all-time for the Minnesota Vikings offense, the most since 2004 when the Vikings won 38-31 to 31 against the New Orleans Saints. And we needed those yards. Every single one of those yards counted today. And going forward, we're going to need this week because every single day of this bye week is going to count also for this Minnesota Vikings team as they try to get healthy moving forward. Guys, make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com for the most up-to-date coverage. We will have a lot coming from this game coming up this week. Make sure you guys are following us on all of our social media channels. There will be a lot of fresh and creative content coming for you guys on our bye week. And we will Get this thing back rolling with the Dallas Cowboys in a couple of weeks. For Ben Lieber and Pete Bursage, my name is Gabe Henderson, and this is the Vikings post game report. Minnesota Vikings victorious again, sitting at 3 and 3 with the win over the Carolina Panthers today in overtime, 34 28. See you guys in a couple of weeks.